attention, please. It's time for Last Call. This is the last call, last call, last call. A behind-the-scenes and candid conversation from A's baseball. That's going to be gone, and it's back to back to back. you believe that? To mic'd up memories, to industry insights, and after-dark illumination of our national pastime. Amelia Schimmel and Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Last Call. Cheers. Welcome back. Um, got a little Chardonnay. I was today. gonna say you got some shard piece going on. That's fancy. You know, I'm not gonna lie. When I have a shard piece, I feel extra fancy. I've never called it a shard piece. I just start, like I, I feel like I go through these phases where I add <laughs> piece to everything, piece. which is like what Dallas Braden does. A little yeah. change piece, <laughs> a little slide piece. <laughs> He's fancy too. He is extremely fancy. Yeah, I don't, I'm not. What year is it? What year is it? Can we talk, you can just read the bottle. It was a a vintage 2021. Oh, I would say that that was a good year, but I don't want to lie. All I know is that if it was 2020, it would taste like smoke, unfortunately. So we got past that year at least. Also, I don't mean to shamelessly plug, but I love me a Bogle family wine. I know they're part of like the Giants organization, but I love the Chardonnay. Well, now it tastes gross. Yeah. Thanks for telling me that. Yeah. Um, so and I ate some orange M&Ms tonight. So all around bad. On the day Buster Posey becomes an owner. This is an A's podcast. It is. Um, and on, the A's won tonight. The A's did win tonight. Uh, two to one over the Mariners. Um, the team that is very much, I know you said a thorn in the side, but it's definitely more like a dagger to the heart. Mm. I feel like we, we've proven that it's just a team that you can't let up on. And you have Tony Kemp. The who, yeah. It's a the, t- the Mariners. The Mariners. Mm-hmm. Tony Kemp mm-hmm. is a guy who is relentless against that team. And then also uh, James Caprillion. So we'll get into the game in a little bit, but we have to talk about our pregame festivity. Pre-game. Uh, y'all, I want you to know, Jess went on a hike with me today. I did. A hike. I hate hikes. I know you do. And, but, and I just want to you know, say that like you do work out a bunch. I'm not saying you're completely sedentary yes. and like you do nothing act, you know, actively, but whenever I like invite you on a seven or eight mile hike, yeah. you're, you're, you act as if I have insulted your I, very being. I like, get that I would so offended. You. Yeah. <laughs> so offended. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, it's just, I don't know. My, an invite. You can turn it down. My idea of outdoorsy is drinking on the patio. I don't like being outdoorsy. When I hear hike, it stresses me out. <laughs> I have PTSD from the time somebody said, let's go on a five mile hike. And it was a five mile hike each, each way, way uphill, uphill, barefoot in the snow, in the snow, I had to change the channel, the TV is a whole thing. Uh, okay. So this, I gave you in advance the mileage. Yes. It was just like about four miles yeah. round trip NBD. And we stopped in the middle at my favorite lunch spot in Berkeley, um, on telegraph on the Cal campus. It's called Mezzo used to be called intermezzo. This is my like childhood spot, right? Yeah. Well, in high school, we used to go there. Great salad sandwich combo, like just so much salad. It's amazing. You have to go. And then they burnt down. Mm. I don't know what year. Not today. No, no, no. Like, yeah. yeah. No, like everything's fine. Everyone's fine. No, they they burned down like years ago. I don't know. Must have been like 10 years ago. And we, yes. And we said fire to them. No. Um, It was 
let's backtrack. I wasn't telling that story. This is why I hate hikes. <laughs> yeah. So no, 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 not today, but years ago, unfortunately, I don't know. There was a fire there and they closed for like six years. And yeah. it was like some of the saddest six years of my life. Cause yeah. I didn't have mezzo delicious food. That's um, so good. And they had to close a little bit again during the pandemic, of course. And there, you know, a lot of Cal students work there. So, you know, obviously yeah. when the Cal campus is closed, they can't really function either. And they're back. They're back in a big way. Yeah. Okay. And so am I. Yeah. I will hike there. I it don't care if so it's 10 good. miles each way. I will hike there for that food. So I will not. On a fair. <laughs> Jess will meet me there and I car. will drive you and um, pick up unofficial yeah. snack of the pregame was Metso. Go yes. check it out. And we got almond croissants from yes. Fournay bakery, which was actually my snack of the game. And what yeah. did you think? <laughs> really good. We're name dropping so hard. We're trying to get podcast. some sponsorships, bro. <laughs> Metso Fournay hit me with a sponsorship. Okay. I'm oh fancy now. Gosh. I drink Chardonnay. We and do stuff. love sips. Um, Actually, what we should do is cheers and pour one out to the bottle of ranch we saw on the ground. Oh, sadness. Mm. What did I ranch knew- ever do to you? It reminded me of like those sad Sarah McLaughlin commercials yeah, where like it's like, could- bring the dog inside. It's cold. You could donate a dollar a day to to help this ranch. It was dressing. a Trader Joe's bottle. And then we went to Trader Joe's. Was it, it, tr- it was. It was. I know my ranch. God, bottles. you were like, you really did have a moment I for did. that bottle. I did. I identified dressing. it. It was not a John Doe. It was like, it almost looked like a crime scene too. The it way did. the ranch dressing had like spilled out onto the street. It was set up. Yeah. Somebody placed it there on purpose. I, I just like, we're, we're hiking and I look over and I see first the ranch dressing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, this is going to affect Jess. Yeah. And then I look over and you're keeled over. I'm you're like, keeled. you're <laughs> You're like almost crying. I was. There was like there was like a little bit of moisture by your eyes. So much ranch. It was so much ranch. You know what we should have done? We should have went and got some like fries or something. My thing was was like that's like a pretty. I'm not saying Trader Joe's is super fancy. It's not like Chardonnay drinking grocery stores. This is is like ten dollar bottles. It's a really good bottle. You know what? Back in the day, I would kill for a ten dollar bottle of Chardonnay. Back in the day, we drank out of a box. A hundred percent. And. So I was like, that Trader Joe's like they're they, that's kind of fancy, and they just oh, yeah, let it nice. go. I mean, but, but if it was Hidden Valley, I would not be Uptight here right now. Cal students I just could. wasting Trader Joe's. Like, how like spoiled nothing. are you? How could you? It's like Jay Z and Beyonce throw out cars when they run out of gas. Ugh. That's what that. For the record, I would not go like eat ranch off the ground. I'm not like I'm not on that level quite yet. I know you're drinking Chardonnay. Yeah. I, however, would think about it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in the dugout prior to the game. Great and segue. It is a it is a great segue. Seamlessly from everything, ranch to the dugout. Everything is a segue if you make believe if you believe if you make make believe. believe if you believe hard in yourself. Um, the one thing that I've noticed is a Christian Pache has very much a way of expressing himself via sneakers. They all do overall, mm. and. From afar, I noticed Pache was wearing pink sneakers. I was like, that's cool, whatever. They're usually lime green, changing it up. And then I, t- I took a photo of it. And then when I was, I, I'd crouched. I wish I could show y'all. In my um, wedges, I crouched. And I was looking. And you're already like pretty low I'm to the ground. I'm already pretty low to the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I took a photo. And even Melissa, uh, the team's interpreter, was like, wow, that was pretty impressive. I'm like, yes, I know when it comes to shoes. So I took a photo and they're pink and they have like Santa Clauses on them. So a mm-hmm. little bit of a Christmas theme. And they were pretty fire. People liked him. I'm looking for them. Okay, I got them. Because I get most of my news from your Twitter account. Yes. And I didn't at first see the Christmas theme, but I zoom in and there's Santa Claus, 
there's basketballs, mistletoe, candy canes, snowmen. There's like a hodgepodge of stuff here. I don't know what's going on, honestly. Like, why are there basketball? I don't know. Also, if you look at his socks, it's Homer Simpson in the in the bush. Like, it's the gif of Homer yeah. Simpson backing into the bush. And I love the socks, too. The shoes are fire, to be clear. But it's a little early for Christmas shoes for me. I disagree. Okay, I want to clarify, I want to like give the disclaimer that I am Jewish and therefore I have no right to judge how early is too early for Christmas for music, sure. but it's too early well, for Christmas were, music. It wasn't Christmas music, it was but Christmas these are shoes. Christmas, that's even worse. How is it worse? It, they're Christmas shoes on the man's feet in September. It's yeah, September. But, but do you remember the 21st night of September? Oh, <laughs> thank you. I Now that's stuck in my head. Um... I feel like he's definitely a guy who expresses himself, not to mention his mother's Jewish too. So that's kind yeah, of interesting. He wears the Jewish star. And I'll ask him about that. Um, Cause now I'm, I'm curious. I, I just took the photo, not even thinking like, why are there Santa mm. Clauses on your feet? To he be honest, wear... I feel like we all kind of, yeah, but I will. He can pull it off though. One of my favorite, absolute favorite things is looking in the guy's locker to yeah. see if they have any like new shoes. Yeah. Tony Kemp gets them delivered all the time. He had this, the Dior print. Eric Martins had the same Dior print on some Nikes. Oh, they were gorgeous. Jonah Bride just got some new Nikes himself. Pink and black, I believe, were the colors. Um, this and segment then, is the shoe report. It is the shoe Alaska. report. It is the shoe report. We're waiting for that Nike sponsorship. Yeah, too. we're going to get all the things today. And yeah, like I mentioned, Tony also has this powder, these powder lavender vans. Oh, oh, they're gorge. And vans are very Bay Area. They're extremely. I used to Bay wear Area. my vans in high school, and there was a song about it. I think Sheldon Noisy and Polly B also sport like the the old school, yeah, OG black vans. Which a lot of drip on. This I have team. a I have a pair. Is that of the kids those. say a lot of drip. Uh, maybe I actually Swag. I talked and I asked about the latest update when as it pertains to Robitussin chicken, the Nyquil chicken. Oh God, nobody nobody put Nyquil on your chicken at home. You want to, that would piss me off more Darwinism. than Darwinism. It would piss me off more than the ranch on the ground. I would put the ground ranch on my chicken before I would put NyQuil on my chicken. Same, literally same. Can't believe That's we just high five, five to that. In case you were curious. It is, I will randomly though crave Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC in like July. Wait, so we do need to clarify that the NyQuil on the chicken thing has been like an internet thing lately. Where we don't need to clarify anything. <laughs> We don't. Okay. We don't need to tell anybody about it. Also, I do like that song. Google it. Google it. All the Mariah Carey Christmas songs, all that stuff. I have no problem with them. They shouldn't start until after Thanksgiving. Sorry. And I, I can I don't understand. Wanna, I don't have to walk around a department store and hear Christmas songs in freaking September yeah. or October. And I want people to fair. know this is actually not a thing that's happening, but Amelia is responding to a fake scenario. No, it's hap- it happened to me once in July in New York. I was like walking in Macy's Herald Square and they were playing Christmas music in July. And it made me sad because when you live in New York or on the East Coast, winter is like Coming. sad. It's like White actually... Like Christmas doesn't accept, well, first of all, I don't celebrate Christmas, so I don't get the fun parts of Christmas. I just get the evil cold winter. Maybe we should give you a Christmas this year so you can relax a little bit. It's not worth the cold weather. Are we going to get a Christmas tree in the house? I already have a fake one, but I'll tell you about that later. Okay. Um, I got one last year for the first time and my mom was not happy about it, but it was white and blue. So I was like, oh, Oh. it's a Hanukkah bush. And she's like, no, you're a disappointment. It's a (laughs) 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 U.S. But- 
it's really funny because like, we know how our moms are. We were talking earlier about when your mom answered the phone and she was like, hi, baby, precious baby, angel muffin poodle. I love you. Light of my life. It was so sweet. That's when you know your mom is with other people. That's when I knew her friends were around her and she was like hamming it up for her friend. She's like, oh, hey, baby doll. How are you? I'm like, oh, you must be standing around your pickleball friends, aren't you? Um, Sure enough. Yeah. Speaking of pickleball, Robbie Ray wears really tight pants. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even, how do I, what am I supposed to say? (laughs) Jess is bright red right now. She's doing that thing where she laughs, but she doesn't breathe because she's laughing so hard and she's about to snort pretty soon. I did the little snort, but I'm good. There was a little bit of a snort. It was nice. All right. So yes, Robbie Ray does wear extremely tight pants. It looks like he has a constant wedgie on the mouth and he wears the the pants that go all the way down to his cleats. Mm -hmm um so they're like skinny jeans so they're like the we pants both, that eric we were Burns both used wearing to... skinny jeans and we were not the our skinniest pants ones. were both like baggier than the pants that robbie ray was wearing to pitch in a major league baseball game yeah. today eric burns used to wear his wife's pants when yeah. i produced for him at 30 clubs in 30 days uh-huh. in spring training and they would they would have like zippers or whatever and he like he was proud of it or yeah. whatever and i would get calls from the producers that were like hey can you tell eric like maybe just i don't know does he have another pair of pants yeah. and i was like i'm not gonna dress him he's right. a grown man yeah he's like yeah i'm wearing my wife's pants yeah. <laughs> i'm like okay cool anyways that was a tangent yeah. but yeah robbie ray he's a good pitcher he had a good game but cap out pitched him um i will say though back to robbie ray um i got a message from a scout and he what he had watched the mariners A's game for a, a guy that he was he was looking at and he goes I like watching Robbie Ray pitch this is a text like a lot but god I gotta watch him on mute can't take the grunting on every pitch he acts oh, yeah. like he's playing tennis so in addition to the tight yeah. pickleball pants he grunts like he's playing pickleball mm. we could hear the grunting all the yes. way up from the control room yes. from the from your part of the press box yeah he grunts really loudly yeah. I couldn't I mean, Good for him. Like it works. Yeah. Really. Whatever. A solid picture, but I, I couldn't hear it that well. Cause once again, my press box window was closed. Cause I was terrified. Yeah. That's ridiculous though. You should have it open so you can catch foul balls until I will say, um, something did occur today. There was a broken window, at mm-hmm. shell. Uh, that was your first good segue of the show. I thank you. They're all good. <laughs> um, and there was, um, a window that broke bottom of the fifth inning with Nick Allen at the plate shattered, absolutely shattered. And I think that was by Shy Park Tavern. I want to say it was probably like because it wasn't a suite. It wasn't the big, big windows yeah. at Shy. We had one of those break a couple years back, uh, and that was wild. Yeah, we had to clear out the entire section. People were sitting. I was going to say it seems like it was just very chill. Everybody was pretty chill about it tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there were people like right on the inside eating dinner or whatever, yeah. or having drinks, and they just kind of like watched it yeah. happen and nothing I know I don't think anybody got hurt because it looked like it was kind of very contained it was just like everything cracked in the window and then a very small like hole or whatever yeah. got punched out but then there's of course people sitting on the the seat side yeah. the stand side and like they had to move from where they were this is very very thick glass this yeah. is not this is not a failure of the glass this is how hard that foul ball was hit Lizzo thick 30 <laughs> it was thick 30 yeah. for sure on that glass uh that's wild just love you see something new every day at a baseball yeah. game i, really I love like, that i loved it I too love that. i really did um i know you casually kind of not casually mentioned james caprillion he yeah, had not so subtle fantastic and night uh he actually went through past six innings which is fantastic and he pitched into the seventh inning for the first time since the fourth of july 2021 that's right 34 starts he had not gotten into the seventh inning 
34. And you wouldn't honestly, his record or, you know, kind of just like watching him, you wouldn't say, oh, he's had a bad 34 last starts. That's not the case. He just wasn't going deep into games. Mm-hmm. He would give like five strong innings in some of these outings or whatever. But for whatever reason, when he got into that, you know, that, uh, I guess, third rotation in the order, however it lines yeah. up, that's kind of when guys would get to him. Um, and that's tough when your bullpen, especially in the beginning of the season, isn't really as, as established as it is now. Like right now our bullpen is doing a lot better, but before it's like, we need to have like two and three guys relieve you because you're coming out in the fifth. That's a problem. So him going into, I think the seventh inning tonight, Yeah, seven innings, uh, six strikeouts, only one walk and then two hits. Yeah. It was fantastic. He had a great outing. Like he's a, he's a great pitcher. He's a really solid pitcher. And the whole thing was like coming back from injury for him and stretching out his, his start so that he can get into the seventh and eighth innings and stuff like that. And like, I firmly feel like that's the next thing for him is throwing seven and, and eight inning outings. Yeah. Cause I don't know. It's just, it's fun to watch him pitch. I don't, it's strange because it doesn't look like he throws that hard, but he does like he, his, his motion doesn't look like he's, it's not like Zach Jackson where he's rearing back and he yeah. looks like he's punching through a wall. It's a very, almost like a short arm thing mm-hmm. and he throws gas anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. Just got a little in, in my feelings there on the cap out. In your feelings. I was just, I was, I was happy. I'm just oh, happy for him. Oh, I thought you meant like you were crying. Uh, no, no, no. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like you seem I'm just happy for the guy. I think it was like, he works so hard. He's like so focused. He's one of those guys where it's like, he's very superstitious. He likes his walkout song, like this, the same volume or whatever. He's very, he takes it all very seriously. He's very like, focused on his starts and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And he just had a really good outing. So I'm happy for him. Yeah. I know he did a really good job and you're right. It's a, a long time coming. And I remember talking to him in the post games and he gets so frustrated. He's like, I wanted that extra inning. I wanted to pitch in the seventh. That's all I wanted. So I'm glad he actually got that. And kudos to um, Mark Kotze for leaving him in. And as you mentioned, the bullpen, the bullpen has been fantastic mm-hmm. as of late Tyler Sear, um, in addition to like Dominique, Dominique, uh, Domingo Acevedo, yeah. AJ Puck's been great everything's been had a little bit of a slip up tonight, but I think in general, yeah, getting better, but, but you mentioned Tyler Sear and Domingo Acevedo, but those two have in common and also not in common at all. Their walkout songs are extremely like wild, right? So Tyler Sear Bay area guy, yeah. he's got the hyphy music. I think he's got feeling myself by, by Matt Dre. And then he actually said that when he's walking out, it'll take a few extra seconds to look up in the, in the stands. He's a, he's a Bay area guy. So yeah. Fremont. And he just wants to, he said today, I love watching people in the crowd get stupid to that song. I love that yeah. so much. You know what I don't love? Domingo Acevedo's song. Don't It's a me. ballad. It's a, it's a ballad. I love it and I hate it but for I that reason. But I told you why you used that, right? No. I said on the, the show. The oh, last, I don't listen to our t- show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. She literally does though. <laughs> I do. Like, I twice. Listen to it. She listens to it all the time. So, but the reason why is because I asked him about it because I love the song because it's kind of different. Yeah. And he said, I was praying one night and I told God, if you make me a major league baseball player, I will do, I will make this my warm up song. Oh, see, now I feel bad. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to tell you because I thought I already did tell it, you. That's why I don't remember that. Yeah. I think I would have remembered because I remember getting upset how much I love the song and you said you hated it. I don't hate the song as songs yeah. go. I think it's a fine song. I just don't think it's going to hype anybody yeah. up for him to close out a baseball game. I know, game. I know. And I, don't, and I think everybody kind of goes about their own way. But it's like he, a love song. It's like I know. a ballad. But I think it's religious, I guess, too. 
um and we kind of I don't is know it? I don't know about the words honestly I haven't oh. listened to the lyrics they're in Spanish like I can generally understand it's, Spanish it's lyrics, just like but... two people loving each other like, yeah well I just feel like rose petals should be falling from the sky I agree and, and like he, we sometimes go back and like we oh me too I do that I always look at Erica every time he goes out because it's just like it's just such a lovely song he's great and he's so cute because um Mark Kotze didn't tell him he made the team during mm-hmm. spring training because Kotze said, I assumed he knew, like he was killing it on spring training. I didn't yeah. physically say Dominique or Dominique, Dominique. I calling Dominique <laughs> Acevedo um, kept, didn't eat for 10 days because he was like worried that he didn't make the team. And sorry, it's all what? because Kotze didn't want to mention it. <laughs> so there's it was, a lot to unpack here. But like, yeah, he didn't eat at all. Because well, he, he like probably ate, but not very much for 10 days. He would be dead right now if he didn't eat for 10 days. But that's not the point of the story. I know. The I'm sorry, is- but I'm just thinking a lot about like, Maybe I shouldn't eat for 10 days. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. I eat so much. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. No, Domingo Acevedo. <laughs> just what? Well, we got, okay. If sorry. he didn't eat for 10 days, he'd be dead. I just, I fixated on like one little part of your story and I apologize no, for that. Okay. Well, it, rest- was just, it was a thing that recently happened. That's why I brought it up because um, Katsi's like, yeah, he didn't eat for three days. And we talked to no, Domingo. But that's a th- let me finish. <laughs> Kotze was like, yeah, he didn't eat for three days. And we talked to Domingo. He's like, it was more like 10 days. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now we got the full story. Yeah. So makes a lot of sense. Um, and it was cool. So it is, it is a Spanish song and it's actually really cool that they, the A's are playing more Spanish music. It is of course, Latino heritage month. And yesterday during the game, while they were warming up, they requested to play Latino music mm-hmm. and the team won. So machine in the middle of batting practice today said Livia who Olivia Hummer is one of our communications managers she's fantastic he said can you put Spanish music on yeah and one text boom they shifted it and then we looked down and machine is has Ramon Laureano's bat and I'm like making a joke like that's not your bat he's like don't worry about it and Melissa Bivon who's our interpreter said yeah the moment Ramon let Vimeo use the bat he's been hitting the crap out of the ball literally Vimeo machine has been a doubles machine since oh look at that yeah that you were, t- you were right about the, you inside know about superstitious inside info yeah. machine had a really good hit tonight mm-hmm. like a, a clutch hit tonight um yeah i've been enjoying some of the the hispanic music that's been playing and stuff um and we had like selena oh selena oh i love that stuff okay so yeah we i mean we obviously like rock out before the game so like it, yeah you know it matters to us what music's being played we don't have a say in it obviously yeah. but it's nice when it's when it's good music because oh, we're gosh, prepping yeah. for the game it sucks when i when we have to do interviews but yeah that's fair but um good playlist for sure yeah so yeah um i have to admit how unbelievably embarrassed i am for tonight i don't think it was my fault but here's what happened okay I, when I, um, when I announced Seth Brown, I told you last night that I do like, Brown. <laughs> that's not how I actually say it, but like, I definitely kind of yeah. grunted a little bit because it's such a, it's a two syllable name, like yeah. first and last. And there's no, it's, there's no, it's barely like, like Seth Brown. It's, it's bare. Oh, I thought you meant like his last name. Is no, it's okay. well, the first yeah. and last it's yeah. two syllables. Right. So like, you're not, there's not a ton you can do with two syllables with V-Mile Machine. Like there's yeah. so many ways you can play with it. But Seth Brown, it's just like Seth Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, you know, Seth Brown. <laughs> Seth Brown. <laughs> and so I just kind of like, I don't know. I start one day, I kind of like grunted it. I don't know. I think I had like a little bit of like a, 
um, sore throat or something like that, or I was a little bit hoarse from a, from a long homestand. Yeah. And I think I just kind of like, <laughs> I just, just kind of came out. Like I was like, One I had a hairball. tells you raspy sounds sexy. It was not. Yeah. It wasn't sexy at all. There's nothing sexy about yeah. it, but it just kind of stuck. And so everybody in the control room is kind of a running joke about how I introduced Seth Brown. So today we see him in the on deck circle. And that's like, anytime there's a potential pinch hitter, that's how we find out. Yeah. It's not like somebody, an official scorer calls over on the intercom. We do have an intercom, but they don't know. I'm the first person announcing them really. And like, sometimes the umpire will point to the pinch hitter in the on deck circle and officially signal that they're in the game. But by then it's too late. I will have already had to announce them. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I jump the gun on that. We saw Seth Brown in the on deck circle. This was the inning of pinch hitters galore. Like I think there were already five or something there, for there was both a teams. Lot. Yeah. So I was so proud of myself. He like, was on the roster a bunch. Yeah, yeah. I was seeing it in advance. I'm like, all right, we got Brown yeah. on deck. We got to get ready with his headshot, his graphic. We got to get ready with his walk-up music. And I get, I got to get ready to say his name and announce him as a pinch hitter. Well, I was like, I turn over, I turn around to like a few of the people in the control room. And I'm like, I'm going to give it a big old <laughs> I'm going to like really grunt this thing. And they're like laughing about it. And so I go, all right. Your attention, please. Now pinch hitting for the athletics. Number 15, Seth Brown. And I like really go for it. And then I look and I see him as he's walking to the plate. He takes a beeline. He turns left back towards the dugout. Christian Pache, who's supposed to be batting there, comes back out. And I'm like, oh no. But like, wasn't that like- It was a decoy. So a lot of managers, like Kate in this situation, as you know, like will put a potential pinch hitter in the on-deck circle in order to make the other team think that a lefty is coming yeah. up and that's in that scenario in order to either keep the pitcher in that's in or go for a reliever. This was a decoy situation. This was like, well, maybe wasn't, wasn't he? Oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't, he, he wasn't Got officially it. in the game, gotcha. yet, but me announcing him into the game is questionable. Is like, is he officially in the game or he's not? The answer is he's not because until the umpire actually puts him signals him into the game, he's not officially in. Got it. But the problem I have is some umpires don't necessarily signal that very quickly. Yeah. So I kind of got to announce them as they're walking to the plate. So I see Seth walking to the plate. I thought I was justified in, in announcing him, you were. but it was just ironic how I just like turned to everybody. I was like, I'm going to put this guy in so loudly and with so much. We're going to get, we're going to Seth Brown so hard. I right Seth now. Browned it so yes. hard. I went all the way down to Brown town. You, you browned know I mean? out. I browned you out. Browned yeah. out. Um, so no brownie points though, for me, because yeah. he was not in fact, the pinch hitter. He, he took a left turn back to the dugout. And I said, correction now batting number 20, Christian Pache. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and I was just like red in the face. I felt terrible. I think the moral of this story is I'm going to wait until the umpire signals, no matter how late it is. But also like you said, so, but if they don't signal, you're kind of screwed. Sometimes they don't the umpires are different. They don't really know that where our box is either. They don't know where our booth is, where, you know, so they're, they're kind of, it is that who they signal? It's not, there's, it's not signaling for us. Like it's signaling, obviously I think for the official, official scorer, scorer yeah. who's down in the press box yeah. in another direction. So sometimes I think that the gestures that they'll make in terms of like saying this was, or wasn't a mound for visit sure. that will be directly back behind home. Well, we're not directly behind. I was going to say strategically in other ballparks, is the PA announcer right next to the press box? I would say the majority of PA announcers sit almost directly behind home, if not mm -hmm. skewed toward the third base side. 
we're generally like in, you know, kind yeah. of the normal area. We're like a little bit over more toward the yeah. third base side, but our press box is so big because it was also a, fo- a football press, sure. press box that it spread out. I know in Philly, for example, the control room, and I think the PA announcer too, because usually yeah. they're all together, is all the way down the right field line. Interesting. So they're using like binoculars and stuff to mm. see who the pinch hitters are. They're using TV feeds and stuff. We have, it's great. I love the fact yeah. that we have a really good view of the field, but sometimes even for umpire signaling strike versus ball, if they're right-handed, they will essentially like block their signal with yeah, their body from our angle. Sure. So we won't see necessarily and majority sometimes, of them are right-handed. Yeah. So, so we won't see strike ball sometimes for guys that do very small strike signals for ones with like the big strike yeah. signals you can see, but the ones that kind of do the, like almost T-Rex like the, fist, arms. the T-Rex arms yeah. right out front, that's tough to see. So there's for certain sure. umpires we kind of know what to expect. This time, this guy, this umpire was, I can't remember exactly who it was, I um, who, who the home plate umpire yeah. was, but um, he was great with his gestures. And I just, I should have waited a beat longer because I think that Seth Brown was a decoy, but he yeah. did walk toward the plate, which is why I announced him. Yeah. But if you're listening in the stands, you're like, yeah, what's going on with Yeah, everybody was so pissed off. She's crazy. Everybody was like, I can't believe that happened. She's lost it. She's lost it. Um, I feel like, the way that you handled it. Cause I heard it. It was just, you were so smooth about it. And Thank everybody you. that was watching the actual game itself can understand like why that would have happened. Right. I appreciate that. I really mean that mistakes do happen. Cause it, it was, it was one of those things where as us, as like the, the media, whoever watching it, we understood it was kind of a weird thing. Yeah. So if you did that too, you were also on the same page as us. Like yeah. we didn't hundred percent see what happened. I think if I wasn't gearing up so much to really deliver that Brown the way I did, I might have, if it was Jonah Bride, it would have been like, whatever. I might've felt a little less awkward about it. Yeah. But listen, this isn't the first time I felt awkward in my life for saying something. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like there my will fifth be, time tonight. There will be many times. Yes. Yeah. This is not the, our first rodeo. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I got that off my chest, honestly. Yeah. It's really nice to be able to vent this, to you I guys. would say this is a safe space, but who really knows? Yeah, I feel, I feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in these parts, yeah. in this economy, maybe not um cool well yeah oh I want to I want to plug something fun that's coming up it's not so um so close but Uh a week from Friday we're gonna have a watch party Mm -hmm. September 30th at the athletic club which is a great bar I've been there to watch various sports um great name (laughs) I've been there to watch I don't know why I talk the way I talk honestly don't question it Jess I've been there to watch various sports I have many leather bound books I do drink a 2021 Chardonnay no I meant to say like I've been there for various sports in that yeah good sports watching bar it is um it is and even though it's called the athletic club there's not necessarily an affiliation with the A's but I think I do remember on their marquee one year when the A's were in the postseason and the Giants were not, or, you know, I guess yeah. it was like kind of in September or leading up to it. It said something about come watch the A's game here or whatever. And then it said Giants, meh, oh, that's cute. <laughs> which I love. And it's in Oakland. It's on grand. So come watch. Spot. We're going to be, um, you know, playing on the road in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a four o'clock start for the, for the watch party or for, you know, just for the shenanigans. Right. But then I think the game's at six forty or something mm-hmm. a little bit after that, but yeah. we're going to do bingo. I believe we're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I, I believe gonna, we're going to have no, a good no, time. No, no, I believe we're going to, I know we're going to have a good time, but I believe we're doing bingo. Yeah. Um, nothing's certain yet, but what is certain is that we're going to have the watch party at that bar. Yeah. We'll both be there. Mm-hmm. 
um we're looking forward to seeing people yeah i'll be able to do we'll do all the pre-game stuff is there as well as yeah there. ace cast ace cast but my the pre-game show too mm-hmm. um all of that so i'm excited to do um live i usually do some of my live segments from a sports bar sometimes mm-hmm. how is it like ever too loud like how do you or no. do you do you get to have like a, a little drink with you or what no probably not when it's a bar like while you're doing that no oh (laughs) i've never ever gone on the radio this season and drank i i don't think that you that you drink before you go on the radio that's not what i meant i meant like after if you're like hanging out at the bar or whatever you're like watching the game with so i meant no i meant like i would just i was out somewhere and i would you know sometimes a couple times i was at a sports bar but if it's during the day, I'm probably not drinking. The consensus guys is we will not be going shot for shot with you, but we will be, um, enjoying the company of the great A's fans. Yeah. Best fans in baseball. Put that on your calendar. Yeah. I I can tell you don't want to stop talking. I always don't want to stop talking. I know how this is. Cause you're just like, gosh, let me think of something else. (laughs) No, it's not that. It's that I ran out of Chardonnay. Oh no. I'll pour a little bit more, but we don't, we don't have to keep talking. It's fine. You heard that? That sounded good. It did. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go. Unless you have something else that you wanna say. No, I'm good. I'm gonna let you go. Cool. Good. I'm gonna let you go. Cheers. This water is really yummy. Mm